This is Do Good and Do Well with me, Sarah Fox, the podcast where we explore how you can help make positive change in the world without losing yourself. How are you today? How has your week been so far? Good, I hope. In today's episode, I'm talking to Tom Andrews, who I spent almost 10 years working with at an organisation called People United. Tom is now Head of Member Support at Akivo, supporting Chief Executives of Charities and Social Enterprises. His role is overseeing their national mentoring scheme, facilitating member meetings and providing advice and one-to-one support. He is the founder and ex-CEO of two pioneering charities, Music for Change, which is about intercultural understanding through music participation, and People United, exploring how creativity can grow kindness and social change. Tom is a qualified coach and counsellor, and he enjoys inventing games, ambient music, silent retreats, and football. I have been anticipating this episode with Tom for ages, but we haven't been able to get our act together to find a time that worked for both of us. And we managed it. So it was really great to have this conversation. Now, before we get into this, I just wanted to put a reminder out there that I have a newsletter. If you would like to subscribe to it, you can. It's in the link. I send weekly emails, weekly-ish, should I say, emails with tips and tools and different models and ideas and also talk about the services that I offer. So if you're not signed up and you would love to be, then please go ahead and click that link. So there are so many things I wanted to talk to Tom about and I had to be very strict about keeping it succinct and short. But what we did talk about is how you take an idea and take it to fruition and how you keep going in those early days when it might feel quite tough when you're trying to influence people and get them on board. We also talked about this idea of staying in our own lane and trying to stick to what matters and what the mission of the organisation, the charity or freelance business is. But when we are creative people and we have so many ideas, how we balance that with keeping on the straight and narrow, let's say. I asked Tom about his work with charity leaders and what the biggest challenges are facing them right now. and. I also asked him, of course, what do good and do well meant to him. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. If you have any questions, any thoughts, then please do get in touch. And here you go. Hello, Tom Andrews, and welcome to Do Good and Do Well. I am so excited. I finally got you on this podcast. How are you today? Hello, Sarah Falk. Yes, I'm good, thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to, although a little bit apprehensive towards our conversation, but I'm looking forward to having a conversation with you. Good, good. Okay, so let's kick off. First question, tell us a bit about yourself. I know you well, but maybe people who are listening don't. So who are you? 
Who are you? Uh, this is going to be about half an hour answer. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep time. Uh, Well, I'm I'm currently um, head of member support at Akivo, which is a, a charity that supports charity leaders and CEOs. I oversee their national mentoring program. I kind of facilitate member meetings, but my main role there is to provide one-to-one support for those charity leaders. So that might be giving them information, providing guidance, but really a lot of the time it's about providing time for those people to stop and pause for them to go, oh, this is what's going on for me and to be with them, for them to feel heard and supported. So that's what I'm doing now. My, my background has always kind of been in the charity and voluntary sector. I was kind of volunteering in India with Tibetan refugees and then did other odd jobs and volunteering. Over time, I grew and ran two, two creative charities um, over probably about 20 years or so. Um, and then sort of the latter part, I trained as a, as a coach supporting on a freelance basis, supporting individual leaders, but also as a professional counsellor. And I worked in the community and in a hospice. So kind of that's me, well, the work me bit. Mm. Um, I also also like board games <laughs> and ambient music, and I support a really unsuccessful football team, Charlton Athletic. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, I think it's so... I mean, I've heard you talk about what you do um, for a long time. So, so for those of you who don't know, Tom and I work. So, when your eyes start glazing <laughs> well, over, oh. oh god, I've heard this before. But I, I suppose, what really strikes me about hearing that is that there's, um, I don't know if this is the right word, but there's such a coherence that isn't the right word to what you have done in your career. So it feels like, and tell me if I'm wrong, but it feels like it's been quite a kind of again, not finding the right word, but like a natural journey. Like everything feels like it fits somehow. Like the work that you're doing now has come from the work that you did 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Um, and none of it is a, knowing you, none of it's like a surprise, I guess. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think, yeah, I, I I would agree with you. There does feel a thread, and that sounds like it's quite mechanical. Um, you know, I've planned and plotted and stuff, but it has it come through accident and organic side. But I I do feel kind of very grateful in some ways of feeling um, around a purpose mm. and so. You know, when sort of quite early days, I was kind of exposed to some real extreme poverty and injustice, and that gave a kind of an obligation. And we'll probably talk about lots of different things, but an obligation and a push to say, "I want to do something. I've got to do so. Got to do something." And of course, we we probably talk about the the pros and cons of that drive, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. but yeah, it. It does feel like at certain aspects there was individual sort of doing sort of side of things and then bringing different people together and then using arts and side and then 
I'm learning as I, I go along. And so I'm still on that learning journey and I'm I'm kind of excited about the next chapter as well. I've got a couple of other little things brewing, which <laughs> uh, I need to um, think about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel I feel grateful having that that sort of flow, as it were. Mm. I wanted to ask you about being a founder. I suppose this question is about in in the sense that you witnessed injustice. You felt, okay, I need to do something. And that motivated you to some kind of action. And one of those actions was to set up, I think Music for Change was your first charity. And I'm so I'm wondering, how did, how did you go from, how did you go from having an idea to then setting it up and making it happen? Especially, like if I think about myself, in my, you know, this philosophy of do good and do well and the things that I'm trying to do, it feels like it's quite early days in many ways. And that can feel quite tough because you're, you're trying to learn about it. You're trying to articulate what it is you're doing. You're trying to influence and bring people on board so that they can support both you and the vision. And so there's all these sort of parts to the puzzle. And I just wonder kind of whether you can, you can talk us through that a bit like how do you keep going i suppose it's the question yeah founders are founders are interesting characters actually um it's interesting i think fantastic but also can be challenging for other people working with founders and in the ending of, of of that i think yeah that I think with my experience that there was underlied with that that drive and wanting to do something and make a difference, thinking, okay, I've got 40 or 50 years and then I'm going to be dead in my life. Actually, what can I do to make an impact that makes a difference in the world in some shape or form? So underlying anything, there is that that drive and that purpose and that the, the, the care. Um, and then that links with kind of an idea, idea side. Kind of have a couple of images around that. First is a sort of sculpture side of things that it takes a long time to carve off a clay thing. To, but in the background, and I don't know if you're like that. You know, you're still buzzing around, going, "Actually, did I? Could I phrase this differently? Could I put that? Is this quite the right name?" And so it's honing that down and shaving that off and up until you get to actually this is what it's about. Mm. And at the same time, there's something I, I always have a, have a feeling of a, of a candle because it feels quite precious and personal at the same time. So you're lighting a candle. You've got this little idea. And to start with, you're, you're putting your hands around it, you're protecting it because it, it could go out. If I mentioned it to someone, I know from my Someone said, "No, that's rubbish." <laughs> I might go, oh, "All right, okay, maybe you're yeah. right, yeah." Or someone else is doing that. You don't need. So to start with, it's nurturing that idea and that flame, and over time, letting it go a bit stronger, so you can bring your hands down and it grows, and then you can speak to other people. So there's something about, for me anyway, there was the the thought took some time. 
there was doing research saying, actually, is anyone else doing this? Is there, is there a need? And challenging myself, the, the growing it, and then speaking to some people to challenge it a bit, which is a bit like having medicine, you know, I know it's good for me to speak to these people, but it's going to be quite hard hearing, no, you've got this bit wrong, or that's not going to work, but actually it's useful in the long run. So. talking a lot but i i think the the drive the drive is um yeah that that purpose and that and and, and, and enthusiasm um and i could talk about some of the yeah the the tough bits as well mm -hmm. i love those images i remember when in the early days of pp united which for those of you who don't know, is a, is a charity exploring how arts and creativity can build kinder, more caring communities. But how long did it take us to come up with that quite succinct phrase? I think that carving of, you know, what is it we're doing? What is, what is this thing? Is such a, it's such a, yeah, really great way of thinking about it. And then the idea of the candle, I think, you know, that, it can be quite painful if that candle goes out for whatever reason or or you are not in a position to, to nurture it. You know, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing with people is around how do we keep you in this in this place of strength so that you can nurture and then you can mm. kind of take your hands away and, and let more people in to, su to support you. I wonder like, if you were to... I don't know if this is one of your ideas, but if you were to start another organization, what would, what would be kind of thing, what's the thing you want to remember? Well, firstly, I think I'd remember, I don't want to start another <laughs> organization. <laughs> it's just blooming tough. It's blooming tough. And even before you set it up, there's a, there's probably years of going around and things coming together. So I don't I don't want to do that. I purposely thought, how can I get my my next thing I'm I'm thinking about? Just just little early thoughts is how can you get the joy and the innovation and the bits and pieces that certainly I from the start without ten years down the line actually having to worry about HR and policies and and fundraising business. How can you get that spirit or that, that side of things without having to set up a structure and organization? Mm. Um, so, and I, was, I, I suppose I'd remember if I, if I was thinking back, I'd, re I'd remember sort of a couple of things. One, the tough bits and you remember and you know and you you talked about there that it's quite tough from your side setting up and um and letting people win on something that that you want to be there for others but you've got to look after yourselves so remembering a little bit of that that struggle and that tough bit and actually while i'm speaking that i also should acknowledge that while i found it challenging for many other people it would be even more challenging. You know, I'm privileged yeah. in a number of ways, you know, um, white, male, um, 
middle class background, so that supported me being able to write applications or know some of the language. But certainly at the start, no one, um, if, there, I got a lot of no's. There was a lot of skepticism because at that time, arts and social change or arts and sort of empathy breaking down barriers was quite at his infancy. Um, so, you know, started with kind of no contacts. So sort of remembering that, that hard work, but also linked to that, remembering the enthusiasm and the idealism. So I think there's quite a bit, as much as I could think about doing it, there's things I can learn from my past self, mm. which was about, I thought, enthusiasm and idealism um i kind of like the word I, I mean i know people with they don't like this that's an idea that i want to change the world but actually i quite like it because yeah. it feels actually there's a spirit there let's give it a go and in some ways when when people were telling me no a lot of the time i thought actually there's a bit of me that thinks Actually, if everyone was doing this, I might get a bit bored. So if everyone was doing the thing I wanted to do, I wouldn't need to do it. Mm -hmm. And so actually that friction, that challenge and that pushback shows actually this is something a little bit different. And this is something that isn't the norm. And so there's, there's an energy, there's an energy to that. And there's, there's something you think, actually, I can, I can plow a, a furrow here of something that might bring something new or different. I don't want to do something that someone else can do better, but actually, is there, is there a, a new plow? A new plow I can furrow? No, that was the other way around. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. There's so many things you've just said then. It's so interesting because when I, when I launched this coaching practice business, I initially started writing funding application thing because I just naturally, that was my natural way of like, how do I make money? I write a funding application mm. and it's very quickly thought, hang on a minute. I don't even like writing funding applications. Like that's not, that's not where I want to be. And that's where I sort of started then to move into what I think is more of a, like a business mindset around how do you, how do you bring money into your business? Um, in a way that's not reliant on funders, you know, trust foundations, mm. all of that kind mm. of thing. Um, so when you were saying, you know, like, how can you, you know, those questions about how can we still have the joy and the drive and the, and the, um, motivation and the idealism without some of those, with, without it having to be this particular structure. But I think when you've been in that not-for-profit charity world for so long you're you're kind of wired in a way to think that that's that's the way you do it but I think there are so many other models that you can look at and then when you were talking about that really liking the idea of idealism I agree like I that word like do-gooder or the idea of being worthy and it's what you know these conversations about being woke like what is wrong with these things like we need more people to be idealistic. We want people to be doing good. We want people to feel um, that sense of worthiness. Like, I would much rather have that than to be the opposite mm. of those things. Mm. Um, because I, I just think there can be quite a lot of judgment on people who... Um, 
was going to say that I don't I don't know why this came, but like that sense that real sense of self and understanding of their values and what matters to them those pro social values, um, it can that it can feel a bit the it can feel like there's a lot of tension between that and the world as it is today. Yeah, so there's so many things and just sparked lots of thoughts. I, I want to come back to that sense of purpose that you talked about because I think one of the biggest things I mean you taught me many things many brilliant things but one of the biggest things was to this is a a phrase from like I've heard in the coaching world like stay in your own lane don't get distracted by all the other things that are going on and I think you really had a sense of where we were heading. Like we might not have known the map and all the all the details, but we knew where we were heading and what kind what kind of mattered. Um, but also, I know that you are a massive ideas person. That you have, like me, you have like loads of ideas all the time. And then, you know, when you are working in a charity, you've got all these funding pots that you could possibly apply for that want you to do certain things. And we always came back to this idea of, but what is it we're doing? What matters to us? I I just wonder whether you can talk a bit about that and how you balanced being an ideas person and wanting to do lots of things with this sense of clarity around direction. Yeah. Well, firstly, I learned a lot from you and the rest of the team and all the people I've worked with as well. You know, it's, uh, you're all in it together and you? you're working it out. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to quite a lot of people, a lot of leaders. And often the thing is actually I'm blagging it a little bit. I'm seeing what I can do and you're yeah. reacting and you're changing and, and that's okay. Cause it's part of this journey and we're building. It's not a, it's not about this bit. It's about the path and the journey that, that we're on. Um, yeah, it's it interesting about the purpose. I mean, I think there is something about the clarity about actually what are we about? Because that can, that can be diffused sometimes because there's, oh, there's a lovely pot over here or someone's doing something good over here or this is the flavor of the month over here. So I think there is something about the clarity about why we are here. And that, that helps, I think, being quite early in your development because that, 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 that early element of what our mission is is still, still fresh. So why are we here, both individually but also as an organization? This is what we're about. And keep going back to that. Now, the balance with the ideas, I'm, I'm not sure we did. I did balance it. I, I mean, I think there was often too many ideas. I think we kept saying, didn't we, at different times, less but better. Uh, yeah. You know, let's do less, but let's do that better. Um, we did. I did at one point, we did develop a sort of little matrix. I think it's actually a really helpful tool. So if you've got lots of things, getting a little table and putting down the left-hand mm. column what are the key things to achieve your mission here? Mm. So what what are the key? So for, it might have been about empathy or it might have been about values. Does this do this? Does it do that? 
but also are we the best people to do it yeah um, do we have resources do we have the capacity the resources yeah. does it bring us the money that we need yeah. um does it just feel right is there a spark to it is there a joy to it as well and if yeah. you kind of look at that and map it out actually there are some things um well, i'd really like to do that project but actually this one over here actually enables us to achieve our mission edition mm. better so it takes the i suppose all of this is about finding the right ideas and of course this it can't all be planned but it is a bit about taking that ego out a little bit i think and thinking about actually what enables what enables us to make the biggest impact mm. for people it's not about individual it's about the organization and its mission yeah but i also think it is about us as well because we are the the you know if, if you're a freelancer or your leader it, it, you have to be thinking about what what works for you as well um because that you're the person that's going to be driving <clears throat> that forward and mm. like, it's interesting you talk about that matrix because that's one of the exercises that i use in my group program now to help people to figure out what they say yes to and what they say no to mm. You know, and, and you create your own questions, um, but, you know, there, there has to be on that. Do I have the capacity? Like, do I have the capacity to do this? Do I have the energy to do this? Does it feel exciting to me? Do I feel like um, I can be energized by this rather than being drained by this? And I think... Yeah. So this, because this sense, there's this more kind of um, societal idea that, you know, you've got to be useful, you've got to be productive, you've got to be doing things all the time, you know, and I think in the, the charity sector, arts and culture, there's this thing, outcomes, you know, what the outcomes, what you're doing, what you what you um creating, what you're making, what you're producing, that it makes sense for us as humans to be looking all over the place about, you know, even though we might have a ton of stuff that we're doing already, but to have one eye ahead going, okay, what's next? What should we do? What should we be doing next? What's the next idea? What's the next project? Mm. And I think, you know, certainly in, in my roles within organizations, I know that there's, that's brought a lot of energy that, you know, I've liked that at times, but also flipping exhausting. <laughs> Because you're not able to be present with what you've got. It's like this constant, what's next, what's next, what's next, what are we producing? If we're not producing, then we're not useful. Mm. My favourite question is how? Because it feels like, yeah, how are we going to do this? It feels like the process. And I think that in certainly in a lot of participatory work where you're working with people, Actually, the how bit's the most important bit. It's how we start, how we end, how we engage with people, how we provide a space where people can feel safe and could express themselves. How do we change the power dynamic? How do we think by putting that in place, then the, some of the outcomes and the outputs flow from that? And how are we within an organization? And how do we go about doing this side of things? Of course, it isn't easy, but like you said, with targets, people want to know how many people and what and what impact. 
Yeah, I like I like the question how. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if we can talk about a bit about your work with charity leaders now. Given the world right now and all of the challenges, what's your sense of what's happening, you know, right now for people? What are those what are those challenges that they're facing? Well, the caveat to to the, to this is that I, with my work, I hear more of the challenges. Yeah, of course. So yeah. I do know that there, and I think it's important to re remember the joy, the learning, the fulfilment, and the huge sense of yeah, fulfilment that people get out of their roles. Mm. Um, so that's there. What I what I'm hearing, or what I what I hear is, yeah, is a, is a sense of overwhelm from a lot of people, um, and I suppose if I had to put it into some sort of categories, there's sort of things that are facing the organisation. So, firstly, finance, funding, um, with cost of living crisis, poverty, inequality. Charities are being expected and people expected to do more for less. They push the boat out for the pandemic and it just keeps coming. Mm. So that so there's something about the finance and the funding, something about staff with organizations. So the people I'm speaking to can be one person to, to massive charities. So that these are sort of generalized, but there's something mm. about staff supporting people, staff's well-being and volunteers and that side, but also retention and recruitment. There's a huge churn at the moment, and that takes time and emotional energy. Um, there's big issues, wider issues that I think people are, are facing or looking into from climate change to EDI, equality, diversity, inclusion. How do we, how do we look at these things in a systematic way rather than just a tick box? So there's thinking about that side. And I think certainly for camp some campaigning organisations, there's there's a feeling of the civic space is shrinking a little bit. And how can you express ourselves and be forthright about what's going on and issues um, while also um, not looking over your shoulder at what you're doing? So I think there's a lot of external things. Internally for the in individual leader, I think there's kind of two aspects. One, I mean, there's lots more, but mm. one around relationships, um, both relationships with staff and people side, but particularly with trustees and chairs. Um, when it's a stressed and strained stuff, little cracks become bigger and magnified. And those relational things aren't just, oh, we'll do this and we'll fill out a form. They take emotional energy. They're hard. It's especially when you're feeling isolated and alone, actually having to deal with either confrontation or bullying or a whole range of different things with other uh, with other other people, or it becomes a very hard thing. So there's that, and then we've touched on it, but of course there's there's the well-being and burnout, and I think there's a whole range of things building up. And it feels like a building upside that people haven't had that that breathing space 
to, to recover. But I think the nature of some of our stuff is that there's a, there's a volume, there's a sheer volume, um, like running up the escalator the wrong way, <laughs> you're working yeah. hard and you're still, but then there's also some smaller organizations. I always used to find actually that it was the breadth that was the hard bit that took time and energy because at one point you're, I'm just going to say mending the photocopy to people have photocopy, but you, you know, you're doing <laughs> the, the, the internet's down. I'm doing that. The other thing yeah. you're thinking of a high level strategic plan and then you're fundraising and then you're doing, so you have to be a bit of everything. And that, I think that is really tiring. Mm. Um, and so I think it's about thinking about both those side of things, but yeah, I think, I think, I think you're not alone if you're feeling that actually there's a there's a lot going there's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that certainly echoes what I'm hearing. Some of it, you know, some of those themes in the education sector as well with um, head teachers and yeah, kind of and teachers and um, I just had this when you were talking. Then I, you know, I was thinking about being freelance, having a freelance business and that, that, that breadth that you just talked about, you know, one minute you're doing the printer and, and, and that just really resonated with me when you said that. And then I had an image of that printer that we had in the People United office. Um, the HV Laser Jet 4. Which every time you try to print something, it would get stuck. So I'm just wondering how many hours we spent trying to pull paper out of that printer. But the, you know that's kind of some that you know it, we're laughing, but those are those sorts of issues that you know they do take up time and you feel frustrated. And you're like, oh, I need just need someone to come and fix this thing for me. Um, and and I think you were really right to say at the beginning about you know of course you hear all the challenges and um, one of my favourite questions to ask someone at the beginning of a coaching session is what's gone really well for you this week? What have you smiled yeah. about? What's brought you joy and happiness? Because I think sometimes we forget. We're so, you know, so busy doing the things and thinking about what's not working that having that time to sit and go, actually, I did this really well this week. Yeah. I managed that relationship well, you know, or I fix the photocopier or what, or whatever. I don't think people have photocopiers anymore. I'm pretty sure. Does anyone? Anyway. Um, yeah. Let's have a chat about photocopies. Drown our printers photocopier. Yeah. Do you write in and there hasn't have a photocopier. Um, where am I going with this? But yeah, I think that I, I suppose I'm curious about I'm curious about, you talked about relationships with others and, and trustees and your staff and, you know, the whole thing about helping people to look after their own well-being is so important because burnout is a thing. I'm also wondering about relationship with self and... So if I think about, I, I ran a workshop the other day around how, how as a freelance business, you can market yourself without feeling icky because you can go, got a business, 
I need to bring, you know, I need people to know about me. I need people to pay me to do my thing because I've got a business. It needs to be sustainable and I want it to be sustainable because I want it to have impact and I want it to have lasting impact. But the thought, the idea of people pressing submit on that blog post that they've had in their their fault, their you know, a Word document for ages or going on social media or networking with others, whatever that marketing is, can feel really um, gross because we don't want to be like those exploitative, manipulative, um, capitalist people. We want to be charitable and generous and kind and good. In. And a lot of the work I do with people is about that understanding the relationship with yourself and how we're so wedded to a certain identity. It can really stop us from listening to ourselves and what we really want. Mm. So I, ju- I just wonder about your experience in terms of people developing the relationship they have with themselves and being really being able to put themselves their own needs in the mix somehow and to be able to listen to what they want, even if it feels a bit squiffy to their identity or what they believe their like real core values are. It's a bit of a wordy question, but tell me no, what you think, Tom. I'd like to ask you lots of questions, but uh, this, yeah, um, that makes sense. I think I think you're right about that. That the, the starting point when you talked about you know people recognizing what they're doing well makes such a difference and then jotting that down at the end of the day mm. just just keeping a note of that in regard to the self side yeah i mean i can understand around the marketing side i was rubbish at that and i find it very i i recognize that some bits are good at some bits are not and some bits I, I really don't feel comfortable with i feel much actually more comfortable being within a an organization myself actually and maybe that's a confidence thing maybe that's something but actually i i feel far more comfortable saying actually this is what it's about i think you're right about the where does the i bit come in and when maybe we'll talk a little bit in a in a moment about self-care and that side of things generally but in regard to that self-awareness and stuff i, I think that's important i realized after you know going through some challenging times about me and my working habits and bits and pieces i realized that often i i started with the organization and whatever here um for those listening on the podcast i'm putting it one hand is (laughs) uh, is started here and then well when i get that sorted then i'll come to my other hand which is looking after myself here you know the problem is you often don't get past this bit. There's always something else to do. So you never get on <laughs> to the right hand, which is the, the other hand, which is about uh, what are your what your own priorities. And so I wondered about doing it the other way around. If I start with actually what 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 likes me, what what gives me joy, what what are my priorities, then I know, and you know, everyone's different, but I know from my side. I naturally go and do this stuff anyway because I'm going to yeah. believe in that and I'm going to do that. But it enables me to start with actually what would support me, what would what would help me and enable me to to get to that other bit. Uh, I suppose it's that that usual thing, you know. If I'm going to breathe out, I need to breathe in a bit. 
if I'm going to breathe out, I need to breathe in first. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's, it sounds, I was going to say so simple. Like the idea is, I think you're right. Like if, if we are resourced and happy and, um, you know, I think it's also important to say that it's not always it's not always down to the individual. Like there are bigger systemic um, structures Absolutely. in place that 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 stop some of that stuff happening. But where we do have some control, where we can make some changes, I think it it, it does sound you know it is simple, but it's <laughs> also it's not like it's we are humans and we're messy and we're complicated and we're wired in certain ways and i suppose what what's my question my question is so so what do you do then like if that's if we're starting with this hand it what it and what's in our control what does that look like practically like what, what would you um what would you offer to a listener who's thinking, you know, I really want to make a difference in the world. I want to, I want to not be an idiot, basically. I want to do something. Good. Um, I want to contribute positively, but I don't want to do it in a way that sort of sacrifices my myself. What would do you think that's possible? What would you say to them? Is it possible? I don't know. I mean, I'm still. I've tried and I'm still trying. You could go back and forth. I think we do. Firstly, there's something to recognize that this work is can be hard and frustrating and pushes. And actually, as part of that is the is the nature of it. Like you said, we're dealing with systemic barriers and systemic sides of things. And it can be magnified because we we care. It isn't just up in our heads here, it's in our hearts and in our emotions. It's it's more than just a sort of logical thing. So it, and if we're going from our values and that, that, that's all in there. This, this, mm -hmm. We're putting ourselves there, which again, magnifies it. Um, so I think recognize actually this is going to be challenging and tough and bits and pieces. Um, I think that only becomes a, an issue if it becomes, that becomes your default. You know, if if you've got seasons of actually it's going to be busy at this point, and yeah. then I can rest a bit, I can replenish, um, I can then go again, or that this is going to be a busy period. But just as we could get in the habits of bad things, we can get in the habits of good things as well. I think there's, I don't know, maybe three things. And this isn't a, a particular theory or whatever. <laughs> I could make it into a theory, couldn't yeah, I? Yeah. That's sort of take. Let's see. Let's do it. Or it's the it's the it's the ASP theory I'm coming up with right now. You uh, heard it first here. The ASP first. theory. Firstly, there's something about acknowledging. Actually, this is the situation. Okay, I'm feeling fearful. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Okay, this is the situation, and this is the impact that it has on me. So that self awareness. Rather than just going down that tunnel, oh, this is how it is. I'm not going to actually stepping back a bit and having that awareness um, and recognizing when your kind of bucket of energy is, is, is coming. So mm -hmm. firstly, I think, let's say A 
is acknowledge. S, I think there's something about sharing. So once you've done that, it's getting a bit of distance. So sharing with someone like you or a friend or family or a colleague or, or sharing in a diary or a journal, mm. getting it out of your head. Yes. Getting that little bit of a distance. Okay, there it is. There it is. And then I think the last bit is about plan. It's getting a bit of a plan. Again, this is about, again, okay, that's the situation. I've acknowledged that. Let's get, let's get a little bit of a plan together. Let's have a container. These are the, you know, our funding thing or whatever, or our, my own business, my own personal business. Let's have a little bit of a plan. We have business plans for the organization. Let's have a little plan for me. So over the next three months, how do I want to be? What does that look like? Let's have some little, little steps and not being too heavy, not feeling, oh, it's another thing to do, but actually here's a bit of a plan and revisit that. So, um, does that make a, A what was it? Acknowledge, share and plan. plan. Yeah. I'm sure there's some, some other things I've missed, but. So, yeah, I think there's an acknowledge, share, talk with other people, get a bit of distance Mm. and then have a bit, have a bit of a plan about Mm. it. I think those kind of tools and models, you know, I've got, (laughs) I've got some instructions on my wall. Um, One of them, which says how to stop brooding, (laughs) because I know I can get into these brooding moments. Um, And it just, and it kind of just details some instructions of what to do, because I think when you're in it, it can be really hard to remember how to support yourself and so it's just as you say like writing out the thing so you see it as it is like having having really accessible um you know whatever you want to call them instructions out there so that you can go right okay i need that and i know i recognize that i'm breeding what do i do what do i do next um and then you work your way through it so kind of I always think of it as a bit like those washing machine instructions you get, you know, when you get like the troubleshooting at the end. <laughs> it's like we're, 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 Replace this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm feeling like this. Okay, what's the, what's what do we do next? And, you know, that kind of creating those support systems for yourself when you're in moments of when you are feeling more resourceful, so that in times when you're not, when you're feeling vulnerable or on the edge of burnout, I mean, if you're in burnout, then you know seeing your gp you know even things like see your gp written down absolutely yeah having those kind of instructions yeah so i like i like i'm gonna yeah asp copyright tom andrews i like that what you said though about the when you're in the middle of it i think that's absolutely right i sometimes think of it as a kind of tornado sort of thing when you when you're in it you can't kind of look out and everything becomes just too much and yes, your your thing about having your at one point a while ago I had something Tom's worry plan, which yeah. had ten little things. A go for a walk. If that doesn't work, B go for a law and listen to these tracks. Upbeat oh, music. Yeah. Three, go to somewhere quiet. Four, write down something. Five, speak to da 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 whatever whatever. So um yeah. Yeah, we've all got our own little paths around how we do it yeah and it is finding stuff that works for you isn't it it's 
Because I think the danger is there's so much stuff out there on online, particularly around well-being, and and lots of it is useful, but also we all have our own experiences and our own ways of working and our own working situations and our family situations mm-hmm. and, you know, people we're caring for or we might be on our own or, you know, and, and so I think it's, sometimes I think with this stuff, if we can hold it a bit more lightly and, and I don't want to sound flippant, but it can feel so hard and tense and difficult. We feel like somehow our life is on the line or the lives of like loads of other people are on the line. Mm. And I think we, sometimes we're missing that playfulness. And, and and I loved like when we would go for a walk and talks and have pudding in the pub, you know, and we wouldn't necessarily have to like come up with a an agenda for it or or um, a list of actions that we had to do at the end, but it was a way of us getting out. It was a way of us kind of just allowing space for some of that thinking to happen without it feeling really pressured. And it it was fun going to have treacle sponge pudding in a random pub in the woods, you know. Anyway, I'm going, uh, slightly going off on one, but um, I, I've got a couple more questions before we, yes. before we wrap up, if that's all right. When you think of do good and do well, what comes to mind? Well, apart from your podcast, uh, it, it's a, <laughs> I suppose it's a lot of what we've been talking about. For me, it's about how we doing. How are we doing? How are we doing? How are we doing for the planet? How are we doing it for people and communities around the world in different places? How are we doing for the causes and values that we believe in? And also, how are we doing for, for our family and I don't know, our next door neighbor, um, our friends and ourselves? And it's finding a balance that works. So yeah, for me, it's about how are we do how are we doing. Maybe also, and I'm sure someone's already said this or so. Maybe it's about how are we, how are we being as well. No one else lo- says that. There's a lot of doing. We do a lot of doing. <laughs> yeah, it's one thing after another, and maybe there's a bit more, a bit more being as well yeah, as a bit. Better. Yeah. Maybe I should change the podcast title to "Be Good, Be Well." <laughs> do good. Because I think do good, that... be well. Yeah, my eight or two. Yeah, yeah. Because there is something I'm really trying to notice this sense of you know how we're supposed to be in producing all the time and doing. Um, and I, one of my fa- another favorite question is you know how do you want to be in this moment? You know how how. Not what you want to do, but how do you want to be? Um, mm. So, yeah, every time I do this podcast, there's a new name for it. It's <laughs> a new suggestion. Um, Tom, I wanted yes, to ask Sarah. you this. What's the biggest gift we can give ourselves, do you think? Charlton Athletic season <laughs> ticket. No. Um. Noted for next birthday. That can be that can be edited out. Um, let's have a let's have a pa- a thoughtful pause and then be saying something a bit more sensible. Um, I think it's different for different people. Your gift is going to be different from mine, different from a number of the people listening. But then saying that, I think I would say space. 
time to pause and to step back. Because if we allow ourselves that time to step back and pause, have a little bit of distance and a little bit of perspective, I suppose then we can assess what gift we need, but we do it with kind of wisdom and thoughtfulness. So that would be, that would be my, my thing, space. Space. Yes. Thank you. How do people find out more about you if they want to, Tom? Or like <laughs> a key <laughs> row or, you know, if you're a charity doing your thinking, oh my goodness, this sounds like I really need this, this help. How, how, do, how do people find you? So a couple of ways. In regard to Akivo, yeah, if you... I mean, I should have, I should have joined when I, I was running, running things. I mean, <laughs> um, I really would recommend it. So Akivo is akivo.org.uk. And if you are running a, a charity or you're a senior leader with a spare, want to become a CEO or a leader, um, I'd really recommend it, whether you're one person or you run a really big, big an organization, being part of a, of a community to feel that you're not alone and having someone to be able to speak to, to, to have a mentor, have a community and lots of information, just have a look on the, on the website. So that's, um, akivo.org.uk. Um, and yeah, if you are a, a, an existing member and you need to speak to someone, you can just 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 get in touch with with me via the details there, and then we book up a time to speak. From so my, my personal side, I've got a kind of scrappy, out of date website that I made myself a little while ago, which people can have a look at. It's called TomAndrews.org.uk. But the, I suppose the most useful thing is that there's a contact form there, and if you do want to get in touch, generally the messages I get are about various pharmaceutical products and various sort of cryptocurrency people. So if people did want to get in touch and say hello, uh, you're very welcome to via, via that contact page. And, uh, you know, I hope I've got these other, other little things sort of bubbling up. There may be other opportunities to, to connect with people in the future because that's, um, um, yeah, it's interesting speaking because I've, mm -hmm. for the last bit of time I've been I've been I've been listening, and so hopefully, can link with you, Sarah, in, in the in the future as well, and see, and um, let people know if if there are other things, other other things people can get involved in in some point in the future. Yeah, amazing. Well, you have to come back on and share the next bit with us. Yeah. These ideas. Thank you, Tom. I'm so happy we got to do this because you know it's fun spending time with you and I always really appreciate your thoughtfulness and your wisdom so thank you very much well thank you and I appreciate your listening ear and being able to pick out the salient points and your openness and integrity I mean that's when we we were talking beforehand you know that that that's central to all of this isn't it mm. having that integrity and being open to it all so, mm. so thank you thank you I will put all the links that we've mentioned in the show notes. Thank you so much, Tom. It's a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I'll put all the links in the show notes. You are a leader of a small charity. I would really recommend getting in touch with Akivo. 
And if you would like to get in touch with Tom or me, then of course, all the links are in the show notes. Take very good care.